The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse, presented by Liberty Mutual. Marty Snyder here with Steve Lazart, Kyle Petty, Nate Ryan joining us. Yes. Well, we got a full house here, guys. Full house, full table. Look at that, Stevie. The professor is in the hallway. Yes. Professor's here. Not down the hall like he used to. Yes. <laughs> so now I have, to say, <laughs> I have to say greetings in segment one, not in you know, oh, a little bit later in the greetings. show as we, as we normally do. Uh, Steve, by the way, you already put in... Two hours of chatting with NASCAR fans today on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio with our friend Danielle Trotty. Did a nice job. Uh, it's fun. It's always Talks fun a little bit about lug nuts. I, you know, surprisingly, <laughs> from five to one is a hot topic. Thanks for breaking that yesterday, Nate. Yeah, yeah. really, uh, really improved my day on Sirius today. So Steve's bringing a little attitude to the table. So call in and talk to Steve Latar, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Do that at eight four four NASCAR NBC. Yeah, he came in kind of blaming you, Nate, like for breaking. I the get news, blamed for everything. Uh, uh, I only on. come on when there's bad news, generally. So. If you want to talk to Nate, you can hit him up with the social media hashtag, let me say this. Time for our starting grid here on Motor Mouse today. We'll hear from two of last week's big winners in Fontana. Harrison Burton joins us live via FaceTime, fresh off his first Xfinity Series win. That's a big one for the Burton family, wasn't it? And then crew chief of the 88, Greg Ives, talks about the boost they received from Sunday's Cup win. He and Dave Burns will join us here in just a little bit. Plus, as Steve mentioned, five on, five off. Soon will be history. What do you think about the switch to a single lug nut for the next-gen car coming up for NASCAR in 2021? A lot to get to on Mother Mouse today, but first, Nate, it's official. You had an animation there. We do, yeah. What is moving the needle on social media? Move it, so move we're, it. we're checking NASCAR Twitter, Marty, and sadly we had a tragedy overnight in Nashville, the yes. tornado that moved through and hit East Nashville. Some members of the NASCAR community affected as well. John Roberts, veteran NASCAR broadcaster and TV, are now also doing SiriusXM. Uh, he was out with a chainsaw, but thankfully he was okay despite yeah. the damage around his property. Uh, Daryl Waltrip also tweeted uh, he was all right uh, d- despite uh, having a lot of heavy rain. And then also Greg Walter, the general manager and vice president at Charlotte Motor Speedway, said he got a voicemail in the middle of the night from his daughter uh, telling him that she was okay, but uh, they wow. had lost everything. So that's tough. Thankfully, it, it could yes. have been much worse for for well, that, those individuals. That tweet brings it home. Yeah, it? that really yeah, that's that really resonates. Yeah, obviously, so uh, thoughts and prayers, obviously, to everybody in the yeah, Nashville anyway. area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also on NASCAR Twitter today, uh, big news involving. Chip Ganassi, uh, yes. <laughs> who uh, had a little bit of a controversy tweet. Uh, we had this tweet from Denny Hamlin uh, the night of the Fontana race on Sunday where he was making light of the fact that he had bumped Kyle Larson out of the way in the race. He also bumped him out of the way in the supermarket. And so then Chip Ganassi chimed in this morning and said, Hey, Denny Hamlin, I have a building full of people, including myself, 
that do not think that's funny. And Chip Ganassi, guys, as you well know, is not joking. No, he's not. No, he's being no that's serious. serious. That's no, serious. there was no smile behind that's right. That's serious. <laughs> there was no emoji. No emoji there, people. No, no, no emoji for a good reason, though. I mean, yeah. so we had this conversation. Monday, I was fired up about this. What happens on track? I don't think Denny Hamlin meant anything by it. He was trying to give a push to Kyle Larson. It went wrong and damaged the 42. That's fine. That's on the racetrack. It happens. But the joking and the, the humor about it afterwards irritated me as a former crew chief because you spend so much time motivating a team, motivating a crew, trying to prepare uh, a group to go into battle and build good race cars. And then here is a driver making light at, at the, basically ending the 42's chances. And, yeah. you know, at that point... What do you have to stand on, right? If Kyle Larson's okay with this, I was glad to see something out of Chip yeah. Ganassi. What's he supposed to do? Call McDonald's and say, oh, yeah, hey, you know, apparently the driver was okay with it. Hey, it went bad for us that day. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's – I understand that they're buddies. I understand they're hanging out. I'm fine with all that. I've gotten over all that. But I thought that was unnecessary, severely unnecessary Steve on is, Sunday night. Yeah, Steve is fired up. And you were fired up when we talked about this this morning. Look, look, I, I, I appreciate what Ganassi did because there's a building full of people – who know who their boss is, and the guy that stepped up and said, I'm your leader, that's Chip Ganassi, because he's defending his guys. He's defending his guys. Kyle Larson didn't step up. I, I got to say, this is why, people, so give me a camera. This is, why, <laughs> this is why drivers should hate each other, hate each other, because you're supposed to go out and beat the other driver in the submission. It's not about being friends and going grocery shopping and, hey, let's get a six-pack of beer and a pack of chips and let's go back to the bus and watch a race or watch a ball game. That's not the way it's supposed to be. I'm sorry. You know, I don't see the Redskins and the Cowboys sit down together. I don't see other professional teams sit <laughs> down point. together and, and, and hang out like this. This is not – this is – I don't like this. So, I'm just so say I don't to like play it. slight doubles advocate with both you and Stevie. That's now. right. Let's move Should, on. So he so Ganassi publicly rebukes yes. Benny Hamlin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, his driver, Kyle Larson, yes. was also involved in smiling, giggling in the grocery yes. store. Did, did you think he privately scolded Kyle? If he Larson didn't, he for this? should, should have. He publicly scolded him. Or? If, 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 listen, I, publicly, I don't. I don't know. Um, and and I, I, this is why I say probably not public because I don't think it's. Ganassi should air his dirty laundry on what goes on inside his building and what goes on inside his business to the rest of us. Now, the only way to get to Denny Hamlin is either pick up the phone call, pick up a phone, or go through this social media stuff that we call it now uh, to get in touch with him. So this is what he did. He put it out in the public, and that's it. And I, I'm behind Chip Ganassi on this 100%. And look, we talked about this after Daytona with all this bumping and grinding and running into each other. Now it's transferred to a two-mile racetrack where people are going to push each other in the corners and we're going to see these. He turned him to the right. He didn't turn him to the left. You know, he didn't turn him and spin him down. He hooked him and turned him out to the to the outside wall. And then I don't. I heard the little, I think the four-car was pushing me. Oh, is the four-car in the picture, <laughs> picture right there? No, the four-car wasn't behind him. And that, so, I, I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know. There's so many things wrong with all this. The only guy I'm going to defend in this is Chip Ganassi. It's simple. Sorry. On the racetrack, <laughs> sorry. it's fine. But just don't make light of it. Yeah. Like, listen, some guy somewhere put the side on that race car. Yeah, but I... Got to go win Fontana. What are you supposed to tell him? Listen. I mean, that was it. That was a couple days where, like, defend the guys that are building your car. Yeah. I'm going to give yeah. Kyle Larson a free pass because he didn't look too excited about it in the video as well. 
So I'm going to go with the theory that that he was a uh, unwilling participant. You appear to be taken by surprise, but if that, that would have happened and Chip Ganassi was the guy driving that car. And to your point about how will Kyle range. Larson hear from Chip Ganassi, the beauty of this so-called social media stuff is I'm pretty sure Kyle also read the tweet. So I'm, I'm yeah. thinking he got I'm sure noticed. he did, and the message was delivered. I didn't know you were that fired up. I knew you were yeah. fired up, and I knew you were that fired yeah, up. Sorry, I like sorry. it, though. By I the like way, that. Number, one, number one story on NBCSports.com slash NASCAR today, so... I, I can understand. Oh, appreciate is all the, the Chip Ganassi thing. Chip yes. Ganassi. Yes. Now, now Kyle Petty's Good job, Chip Ganassi. Good job. <laughs> well, we want to hear what you guys have to say, so let's get to the phones. We'll start with Bill in Massachusetts. Bill, how are you doing today? Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good. What's happening? What's on your mind? My question is, with the way the season started, do you think the Chevys are getting better or the Toyotas are falling off? Ah, the so topic I, we talked about Thursday, Steve. So I'm going to go real simple. I'm going to use Ford as the standards. Ford is the baseline. If they haven't changed, then Chevy's gotten better because Chevy was by far the third manufacturer of the three a year ago. Now they're right up front, intermixed with kind of everybody else. I think it's a little bit of both. Toyotas have fallen off some, but the fact that if you compare them to the Ford's Kyle, it looks like the Chevy's have improved. What he said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, I agree. If you use the Ford yeah. as the baseline and you say that didn't change, nothing really changed. They went home, they did their homework, they got a little better with their car, a little better with their engine, then obviously Chevy leapfrogged all these guys. And Kyle Busch kind of insinuated maybe the Chevys got by with a little too much in the offseason. Well, they have the new nose. Oh, correct, right. Yeah, but he sort of dropped that hint in his uh, post-race comments on Sunday. We race three? They won half the races in the year, and he's going to bring it up in race three? (laughs) Never too early to start start early, right? you got to start the politics (laughs) early, right? Yeah, that'd be, you know know what i do with that on social media? Mute. <laughs> I told you he brought attitude today. Anthony in Florida. You both brought attitude. Anthony, what's going on? <laughs> well, it's going really good, guys, and, uh, and I'm happy to be on Motormouth. And uh, also want to send my thoughts and prayers to all those people that were affected sure. by that Thank bad you, weather in Nashville. So, Thank um, you, sir. Yes, and uh, so I want to give my opinion on the single lug nut rule. Honestly, I think it's a wonderful thing that, that NASCAR is doing this. Um, it saves crew chiefs a lot of money since they heard the news about this yesterday, you know, because they don't have to worry about making sure that all five of the lug nuts are installed uh, during post-race tech. So uh, I, I love this direction that NASCAR is going with. And I know everyone can't agree on this. We all have our own opinions, our own different opinions and such. But I think in the end, it's, it's certainly not going to change the choreography of these pit stops. And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say, guys. Thanks. Thank you, man. Thanks, Anthony. That's you, man. You've been talking about it. You talked about it all day long. This is is in your wheelhouse right here. The one thing I walked away from, though, is that everybody wanted you to provide an answer today. And the bottom line is there are no answers right now. It's going to be a a wait and see, and we'll see how it plays out situation. Yeah. Listen, what we know is this. The teams are still going to move around the car the same way. They're going to leave pit wall roughly the same time. They should spend a little less time at each wheel because they have a little less work to do. Um, if it was me, I would then prioritize my pit crew a little bit differently. I think the Jackman, the fuel fueler now become a little more of a priority than the tire changer. All those other questions, wait and see. Put it in the hands of the 40 different crew chiefs and see what they come up with for an advantage or All a right, disadvantage. Me, but the difference is there'll still be good and bad pit stops. That's the most important part. Always going to have that. Yeah. Always. We, we had that when you had spinners, man. When you had when you <laughs> took them off by a hand, you had to take the gasket. You always had good Only bad. you would yeah. come up with yeah, a but spinner you, line. But no, I'm seriously. just saying, But you, there's always been good and bad pit stops. Yeah. Here's my question to you, Steve Letard. Is one lug nut per wheel going to change the racing on the racetrack? No, zero. There's your answer, people. There's zero. your answer. Zero. If it doesn't change point. what goes on on the racetrack, well, it, it's, it's, it, it may change. We saw the, the 19 of Martin Truex have a terrible pit stop. Right. Okay. If 
Five lugs, one lug, doesn't make any difference. That's a bad pit stop. Does that change his race? Yes, it does. So we're going to have individuals. But what you see as a fan on the racetrack, um, it, the one, the single lug doesn't affect that. So I'm good. I heard it all. I appreciate the passion. There were some great questions all day on Sirius. Some there are no answers to, right? Like, sure. I, I, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. But we'll tell you next March or April, right? Once yeah, we see a number right. of these pit stops. So as we mentioned, let me say this coming up later in the show. Uh, Nate going to come back for that. So how are things uh, percolating on social media front there, they're, Nate? They're percolating well. We should thank Chip Ganassi once again. This is one of the <laughs> tweets we didn't get about Chip Ganassi. One of the first tweets we got from at Junior 88 fan Nate. No, this is not my burner account. <laughs> uh, he points out, isn't it ironic that the guy, Alex Bowman 88, who is facing losing his ride this year over lack of sponsorship, gets a dominating win already? And uh, I agree with him. I, I, yeah. I think Bowman if by, iron- if by ironic you mean amusing, then yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, That's by- technically not the definition. <laughs> right. By the way, on the hashtag, let me say this. Do so they have time to throw in a question for Harrison Burton, who we're yes, talking please. to next, by the way? Could they do that? Yes. They can. Send yes. me uh, all your questions yeah. and comments. I, I, Uh, Hashtag let me say this. Well, speaking of that, coming up next, Harrison Burton scored the biggest win of his young career Saturday at Fontana. We'll chat with him via FaceTime. Maybe throw in a question. We'll ask him next on Motor Mouse. NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Who wins in Montana, California? Harrison trying to close the deal today. It's the largest focus. Last ditch effort. Here comes Riley Herbst to the bottom. They're side by side for the lead in turn four. A Burton's going back to victory lane in NASCAR. Great job, buddy. Just see if the most burn out here on the front stretch. Oh, let's go, boys. Oh, that's bad. Let's do this all year. Let's go. All we've heard is we can't do it. We can't do it. We'll never do what the last year's 20 did. And we're off to a good start. Hell yeah, we won. That's awesome. Ah, uh, the fun weekend that was for that young man, Harrison Burton in California, and the entire Burton family. Round of applause from everybody. Absolutely. Hey, joining us now via FaceTime yeah. is the latest Xfinity Series winner, Harrison Burton. What's up, Mr. Race Winner? Oh, not much. Just uh, getting ready for Phoenix. It's always, you know how racing is. It's, you know, once, yeah. once you win one, you're always working on the next one. So our team's getting ready to go. Yeah, Benny Parsons used to say the worst part about winning is you got to go run the next week, right? Yeah, so you never sure. know what Absolutely. can happen there. So, yeah. so hey, after the last last year in trucks, I know it was not the year you wanted. Was this more elation or relief for finally getting that big win in a touring series in NASCAR? It was it was pretty much a mixture of both, I'd say. You know, I've uh, you know been through a lot last year. Didn't have a good year. Um, had a lot of people who doubted me and my race team this year. So. Uh, it was super fun to get it done, and, and all those guys that you see right there worked so hard uh, to make that happen. So to get it done for them, get it done for myself and my family, it was really, really cool. So, Harrison, I've obviously watched you race up or grow up over the last four or five years racing. You know, when I watch you in a late model, you always seem to have the aggressive nature on those restarts and the truck almost a bit timid. Now that you've closed one out in Xfinity, do you think it'll change your approach? You know, is it confidence? Is it the equipment? Is it all of the above? I think, you know, the higher you get up in NASCAR, the harder it is to be aggressive, right? There's everyone else out mm-hmm. there gets more and more aggressive. Um, so it's hard for you to stand out. So uh, the level of aggression, the level of intensity that it takes to succeed at the highest levels uh, keep getting higher and higher and higher. 
And um, that's really, really cool and really cool to learn and be a part of now. Um, I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of it and uh, obviously had a good result in Fontana and have had a good start to the season. So I hope I can keep it up. Well, look, we we would we used to do the NASCAR America show from your race shop uh, there uh, <laughs> with the late models in the background and all that stuff. So, so in, in a very short period of time, it seems like in the last just three mm. or four years, right. it's been late models, trucks, and now the Xfinity win. So when are you moving to Cup? <laughs> oh, well, I got to win a lot more Xfinity races before I do that, right? So um, you know how it is. Racing is a competitive sport, and I got to prove myself just like everyone else. So I got to win a lot more races. So how many times have you seen the, the shot of your mom? And have you seen yet the split screen of your mom celebrating when your dad wins his first cup race and then you winning last Saturday? Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Uh, I've seen my mom all over the place. She's uh, into it, I think, to say the least. So that's really, really cool to see my mom get excited and uh, be screaming and yelling for the right reasons, which is which is really good. So um you know, it's awesome to have my mom and, and someone that supports me like that, both my mom and dad and my whole race team really kind of um, – she wears her emotions on the sleeve more than my race team. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think everyone was feeling a little bit like that on, on Saturday. So I'm not going to move it all the way to cup like Kyle did, but I'm going to move it forward because I know there's a rule in the Burton house, uh, 9 o'clock on Monday, you have to move on regardless. So I'm assuming you've moved on. And you've looked ahead to Phoenix, a track where I have personally seen you run very well at. How excited are you to get out to Phoenix? I'm so pumped up. Like you said, uh, 9 a.m. by Monday, whether it's good or bad, you got to move on and be better. Um, So, you know, I was working out on Monday morning at 8 a.m. with my teammate Riley, and we're both uh, we're both pumped up and getting ready. So um, really, really, really excited for Phoenix. It's a great racetrack and Xfinity normally puts on a great race. So I'm excited to be part of it. So since you're on the uh, on the show and you're Burton, we're going to put you to work. Is that okay? We've got Carl on the good. line who wants to ask you a question. Carl, what you got for Harrison? Hey, good going. First, real quick, I got to wish my mom a very happy birthday. She's watching the show. Happy birthday. We're a NASCAR family. Love you, Mom. Um, so thank you guys for that. Harrison, you've elaborated on your win, but just the legacy of your family and and being a Burton, what kind of extra pressure does that put on you uh, just just to continue to do what you're doing and get that first win out of the way? Well, it, it puts pressure on me because as a little kid, I always wanted to be like my dad and, uh, and my uncle. And, and as my cousin got into trucks and Xfinity, be like my cousin and win a lot of races. And um, when they were succeeding, it was super fun and super fun to be a part of. Um, and I've succeeded in racing and I've failed in racing and, and I know that succeeding is a lot more fun. So, um, the pressure is from myself. I don't think my family puts any more pressure on me. I think I just want to be great for myself and my family wants the same thing. So yes, there is a little extra added pressure from that. Um, and some people might think you are only in a certain situation because of this or that. Um, but I've got to, got to work and earn my way just like everyone else, which is, which is great about NASCAR. By the way, did you see the crazy stat that there have been two Xfinity Series races on leap day? Uh, your your uncle Ward won his first career win on the first one, and you got your first career win on the second one. I mean, that's, that's cool. dude, that that's that kind of odd, right? I mean, that's yeah. crazy. That I did crazy. a little math. Twenty forty eight. I got a Burton in victory lane. Got some good odds. <laughs> yeah, there there go. Twenty forty eight. Next week that race. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy stat. Um, like you know, it's it's just cool. To, Oh, we got some cool to have um, 
family stack that tie together. That was my mom calling me. She probably heard you guys talking about 2048. But um, <laughs> she's no, like so. vetoing it already. Yeah, she, um, it's a decline. She she was uh, calling me in a hurry. But um, no, it's, it's it's really cool to be tied together with with my uh, my family like that. And hopefully, there's a lot more stats like that that I can look forward to in the future. That's cool. cool. There you that go. There's cool. Ward's win, by the way, <laughs> yep. in uh, 1992. So that was a. Uh, that was, that was pretty cool. So we, we asked crazy. for some uh, for some tweets and for some folks to reach out on social media at the hashtag Let Me Say This. They did that. We'll start with Terry Radford 4. He says, does it change your expectations when you're following your dad's career? What do you think about that? Um, I think yes and no, right? I, I've seen what it takes to, to be good in racing and to have success in racing like my father's had, and, and I've seen – hard times and and none of it's guaranteed you know you can work your butt off week in and week out and never win a race ever so um yeah i've seen my dad work hard all throughout his career and and live with him while he was doing that and how much it means for him to win when he did win and i think that the, the craziest thing about that is none of it's guaranteed you know with hard work comes better results but you can never guarantee that win so um yeah, I think that, you know, it changes my, my not necessarily my expectations, but my, my goals a little bit because of how hard it really is in this sport. One more tweet from Burnout Avenue at the hashtag Let Me Say This. Who was your favorite driver growing up? Other than your Man. dad, of course. Other than my dad? <laughs> oh, that's tough. Yeah. So other than my dad, that was the easy answer. I'd say Ward was, was obviously number two, which is also sure. the easy answer. Yeah. Uh, but other than them, I'd say either Mark Martin or Clint Boyer were my, my other two favorites cool, that man. I love to watch cool. and uh, have a good time, hopefully finishing second behind my dad. One great go. raw model and Clint. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that was a good line, Steve. That was a good line. All right, Harrison, congratulations. We'll yeah. see you out in Phoenix this weekend, man. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Good stuff to see Harrison Burton get that win this past weekend. We'll get back to your phone calls next. Dial us up at 844-NASCAR-NBC here on Motormouth. Sunday, March 15th in St. Petersburg, IndyCar takes the green flag for a new season on NBCSN. And, of course, this May, NBC is home to the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. Uh, you know what that means, Steve. Time to go back to work for uh, some of us because St. Pete's just 12 days away. Wow. I love it. Listen, I'm fired up. I'm ready. Car's pick, on track. Got to pick for the IndyCar. I'll Indy go with Rossi. I'll go with Rossi. You let me finish what I was saying. Yeah, you pick for the IndyCar. <laughs> you sit for the IndyCar. Championship is what I was going to oh, say. Oh, championship. Okay. Yeah, you you change your okay, I'll Rossi? stay there. I'll okay, stay with good. the same. I'll stay with the same. What do you think? I'm going to take Superman Tattoo. Santino Ferrucci? Absolutely. Your boy. I met him down at the Rolex. Rolex. He was a huge Dale Jr. (laughs) fan. I like his swagger. I know he's a long shot, but uh, any guy who will put the Superman tattoo on, that's that's my pick. By the way, everybody at the Rolex was trying to get you to get them a ride in Junior's cars. Oh, listen. And it continued continued since then. It was Agent 101. I mean, listen, (laughs) I I feel like I should get it. Is this like, I wonder if it's like a realtor. Can I get a cut on both sides? Can you sides? cut on Driver both sides? Driver owner. That's right. I'm the, the buyer-seller agent. That's it. I tell you what, That's Rossi it. and Hinch are like serious. Yeah, they oh, no, want a ride in the junior motorsports car at an Xfinity Series race in a road course. So, All right, let's get back to the phones. You guys have been great, by the way. The lines have been jammed all day long. We'll start with Mark in Arizona. How are you, How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Good. What's happening? What's on your mind? So Kyle made the comment a little bit ago that he wants everybody out there to be enemies, you know, flames coming out of their eyes. I think we already got that when they strap on the helmets 
the brain short circuits a lot of times. And I was thinking, you know, it's okay that Denny and um, I'm having a brain fart here. The Larson. 42 are, yeah. are friends. Larson, yeah. Um, because if you think about it, if 40 cars are out there on the track and they hate each other, you're going to have carnage in every single race because somebody's always going to be mad at somebody for something. Okay, okay, so, okay. You can, you can stop now. You can, yeah, you can stop now. That's your opinion. I've got my opinion. My opinion's more right than yours because I drove a race car. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. But, and, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but here's what I'm saying is competition is competition. And if, if, if I'm in competition with Steve Letarte, I don't want to sit down and have a steak with him. I don't want to hang out with you because I know I got to go out there and put a fender to you. I know I got to go out there and lean on you. And I don't want that to come between us. Now, when I retire, we can be friends. All right. And, and I've said it a thousand times because I grew up at a time when the sport was totally different and Earnhardt and we can go back in history. Those guys never tweeted, called, or cared <laughs> whether you apologized to them or didn't apologize to them. When the race was over with, they come up and get in your face, and then it was over with. Then it was over with, and you move on to the next race. Now, you wouldn't sit beside each other in the driver's meeting. You wouldn't have those conversations, but eventually you would come back, you know, and you'd see them standing next to the wall before qualifying and stuff like that. But you didn't grill out. You didn't go to dinner with them. You didn't hang out with them. There were a few guys that did. But you know what? It was always an A driver and a C driver, okay? Because I, you knew where your position yeah. was. I'm going to beat you every week, so I don't have to. I can be your friend, dude. Do these friendships? But diminish? A drivers didn't hang out together. Do they? Do they diminish the racing? You think or not? So I used to not have an issue as much with the friendships, but the joking in the in the store afterward now drives a little bit of question in my mind. Right? Yeah. Is, did they take it as serious as perhaps I think it should have been taken? What happened on the racetrack? I don't think that they race each other easier on the racetrack. I personally don't. From the booth, they look like they race, man, each other very, very tough. I had more with the joking about it earlier. Like, that's just not bad. Yeah. yeah, and you take Chip Ganassi's position on that. So Chip uh, likes winners. Check his strength. <laughs> Chip likes winners. Yes, he does. Let's go to Kevin in New Jersey. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, guys, how are you? Thanks you so much for having me on. Yep. All right, so my question is, well, we have the truck series here accomplished. He won seven straight consecutive races in the trucks. And Kevin Harvick and a few other pros out there, they have a bounty out for the first cup driver whoever can beat him in a truck race. Right. I believe the, the pool's up to 100000 right now. Who do you think will be able to do it between Larson and Chase Elliott, and how long do you think it will take them? I think whoever is in the first truck race against him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really That's do. That's a good point. I think That's that – so I'm I'm gonna make sure I get the facts right. We have uh, Atlanta, Chase Elliott, and Atlanta. Atlanta, Chase Elliott, and Miami for Kyle Larson. I think they both have a great shot. Um, look, take equipment aside, they do beat them at times on Sunday. Yeah, true. Kyle Busch wins that stack up if you put the three resumes on a table. So yeah. I mean, I think he can be beaten. Either way. It's going to make March 14th and March 20th even more exciting to watch in the truck series. So I'm going to be tuned in. And yeah. both of those guys are in GMS trucks. Certainly they can win and they can compete yeah. with KBM. So that'll be very interesting coming up in the next two truck races. Well, coming up, more of your phone calls. Plus, Dave Burns catches up with Greg Ives after the 88's team big win on Sunday.
Catch action from NASCAR, IMSA, American Flat Track, and more with Track Pass on NBC Sports Gold. Don't miss a green flag lap. Live, commercial-free, and on-demand. Subscribe today at NBCSports.com slash Track Pass. Checkered flag in the air, and Alex Bowman has won the Auto Club 400. Yeah! Yeah, thank you guys so much. That's so awesome, Greg. Thank you so much. Nice work. I should probably do my best not to get this one stuck. Man, how about that, California? I promised my buddy Aaron we would all get uh, matching 88 tattoos if I won, and I think I have to go get a tattoo now. What if I got the tattoo? Uh, three races into the season, by the way, guys. Three different winners, Kyle, I uh, hope that he already got, locked themselves in. I got. I hope he got the 88 t- tattoo, and then when he goes to the beach, people will say, so you're a junior fan. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Alex Bowman, the latest one with a win. He does so in Fontana. His crew chief, Greg Ives, was hanging out with Dave Burns earlier today. So while some of the teams stayed out west, Greg Ives made it back to North Carolina. Uh, first of all, I need to ask why, Greg, make the trip back here when Alex and some of the other crew members, they stayed out west? Well, you know, the biggest thing I wanted to uh, do is not have uh, last weekend's win be a distraction for us. Um, you know, y- yeah, it was great to validate what the 88 team is doing. You know, I felt like this was the best way to not get distracted with a win, uh, to be focused on Phoenix. And, you know, Alex said himself in victory lane that uh, after the Chicago win, we didn't uh, perform as well as we wanted to afterwards. And uh, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. And I thought it was to avoid the tattoo artist because he swears that an 88 tattoo is in the offing for himself. Uh, Yeah, for himself. But, you know, lucky uh, for me and and the rest of the team, that was uh, between him and uh, some of his other friends at uh, Daytona. We're just his co-workers. So he can't force us to do anything. Fontana was a strong weekend for you all the way around. Fast in practice. Uh, When you go into a race like that, I think Alex even said beforehand, I just have to make sure I don't knock the nose off of the thing. How did he do that with how exciting those restarts were all day long? Well, you know, I think, you know, that's the maturity of Alex Bowman, you know, and uh, the maturity of the team going forward. We made a, you know, had a lot of conversation before the race, you know, a lot of, a lot of talk about who, who was to beat, and it was us. Um, you know, typically we talk about who we have to beat, um, and I think that draws a lot of attention. And I told him we had to be there at the end. Uh, that was going to take him uh, being a little bit mature on those restarts, realizing, you know, that target was on his back. Nobody was going to help him because they knew if they could beat him on the restart, keep him behind them, they had a better chance of winning. Phoenix will be next week, and not only will it be the championship race, so an interesting weekend to develop some uh, some notes for yourselves, but you've got the lessened downforce, back to a 750 horsepower with the less downforce. What are you anticipating from the Phoenix weekend? Whew, you know, um, you know, last year we struggled a little bit at Phoenix after coming off some pretty uh, stellar years, you know, almost winning in 2016 fall race with Alex, you know, having a lot of success with uh, Dale there. Um, I expect, you know, some some great racing. Um, I expect the groove to widen out, especially with Goodyear bringing a softer compound and uh, looking forward to wearing out. You know, just a lot of new things, and, and that's what I'm most excited about because 2019 wasn't stellar for us at Phoenix, and uh, we can go to, uh, you know, this this time by and ha- have some uh, things in our in our notebook. Thank you, Dave Burns. Uh, by the way, I have that as a hard no for Greg Ives on the tattoo. That he, that he didn't make any bones about that when Dave asked him about the tattoo. Yeah, he said, and he can't make us. That's <laughs> right, what I liked exactly. about it. He can't make us. Uh, Kyle, i got to be honest. If we started the year thinking about, okay, in what order are the Hendrick drivers going to win, I would think most fans 
would have honestly put Alex Bowman fourth on that list. Is that a yeah. fair way to look at it? And at does, is this the first big surprise of 2020? I, for me, it is. Uh, it, it, it honestly is because I, I really thought, it, as the way we've seen the Chevys come out of the box the first couple of races, I, I looked to Chase Elliott. I, I looked to Jimmy Johnson. I mean, let's go back to Vegas, the strong run he had in the pit, the tires, where he was at at the end of that race, and then a strong run here. So, um, But, you know, we've heard these guys talk. If anybody's going to go fast in a car, it's going to be Alex Bowman. Yeah, um, sure. And, and that was, that's that type of racetrack. And I think there's a comfort level. Um, so obviously I know both of these guys, but if I watch purely from afar, social media, things like that, there's this comfort level with Greg and Alex that we're starting mm-hmm. to see joking yeah. with each other, napping in the lounge, <laughs> things that they're willing to take shots at each other out in public on yeah. social media. That tells me that in private, man, they're lockstep. Yeah. They're in there good together. And I point. think you have to be that way. You know, when I was that way with whatever driver was in my race car, we ran better because the tough questions were easier to ask. Yeah. The tough answers were easier to give. Um, I think it feels a lot less like blame and a lot more like production when you are kind of entering side by yeah. side. And, and for some reason, Greg and Alex um, – Man, they're they're just clicking at the moment. Yeah, so they're past the dating stage and they're married now. Is what you're saying? They're, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, basically, for sure. Yeah, yeah basically, for sure. Yeah, I think Greg wants. Yeah, well, you know, that question was asked. Hey, Alex, is this one win going to help you with your with your contract? And before he could answer, Greg said, "No, he has to win a lot more, a yeah. lot more, yes. a lot more." <laughs> there we go. And Alex was like, "Oh, I, I That's love good. you, Gregory. I thanks. guess not. Yeah. yeah, thanks for the help on and that. It's good. Just just your interaction looks good. Yeah. Let's jump back to the phones. Our buddy Marvin Blue from Ohio is on the phone. How you doing, Marvin? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Marty. How you doing, Steve and Kyle? You guys are looking great tonight. Thanks. Good, man. Doing good. Doing good. What's on your mind? Well, you guys have been talking a lot about Alex Bowman and getting his first win at uh, Fontana last week. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, as we head to um, um, Phoenix Raceway, who out of the three drivers at Hendrick Motorsports should get their first win this season to advance their spot in the uh, run to the playoffs? Hmm. Who's the next Hendrick driver to win is what Marvin's asking. Um, I think when I look at Phoenix, I'm going to take Chase Elliott. I think Chase at Phoenix, uh, when we move on past that, we come back east. It changes once again. I think probably maybe Jimmy. I'd even put him at top in Atlanta. So I think really they're all running, cycling through, Kyle. I really think it depends on where we're going to show up. Yeah, I like Chase at Phoenix. I I definitely like Chase at Phoenix. He's been one of those guys kind of below the radar at Phoenix, but certainly been as strong as the Toyotas. Let's go to Clifford in North Carolina. How you doing, Clifford? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for letting me get through today. <laughs> yeah, man. What's your question? I yeah. Uh, I called in last week and I said the Toyotas were struggling. They showed up and put their work in in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, do you think the Toyotas are going to grind it out again and prevail? Or is Hendricks going to crack another one off? And is uh, NASCAR going to start uh, implementing some face masks and precautions for the coronavirus? <laughs> no, I don't think that. There we have it. Well, and and that actually came up today. We'll get Nate to talk about that in a moment. But um, but Nate's going to be on here. But uh, NASCAR said they were going to make sure there was hand sanitizer at the tracks, and they were doing yeah. all the things they could do to prevent that. But to his question, Kyle, I think we talked this morning. This is a big weekend for Toyota. I mean, yeah. this Phoenix has been a racetrack where they have dominated, and this is going to be a good litmus test to see really where the Toyotas are. Yeah. I, I, Yes, and I don't think they have to win, but I think they have to be competitive. Um, and, and, and Steve, you had an excellent point earlier talking about the Fords being, they didn't change. So it appears that the Chevys have really leapfrogged everybody. But I think the, the Toyotas, 
as a group, and let me let me say that, as a group need to show up. I think we've seen Truex run good at Vegas, mm-hmm. and I thought we saw Truex be strong at, at California. But the rest of the Toyotas, Denny's just not quite gotten into that top two, three, four, being able to contend. Kyle Busch has not been there. We've not seen Christopher Bell. We've not seen Eric Jones. We've not seen the other Toyotas step up. So I, I do believe at a place where in the past, from a manufacturer's standpoint, um, you've been competitive. You've got to come back and at least show you've got something. I have a Toyota in victory lane. I think that go. the rule change. Um, so remember, this is and not that's the a big Phoenix. part of it. This is not the Phoenix we saw last year. Yes. Maybe the same Correct. track, yes. but the rules are totally different. <clears throat> so you have Chevy trying to make gains. You've got to pick what you're developing. Yeah. They obviously put a lot of time in the mile-and-a-half, two-mile program, high downforce. It's worked. Yeah. Congratulations. I feel that Toyota's lost a little there because maybe their focus is over here. Because remember, when we come back to Phoenix in a few months, great big point. trophy gets handed out there. That's exactly right. And to your point, back to the 2819 rules, right? Short track rules in the aero package. I'm not going to go that. with what yeah. year it is. Yeah, but I'm gonna 2018 tell you. rules. I can't. 2018 well, rules. Last yeah, yeah. downforce. I can tell yeah, you that. I exactly can't. right. Coming up, Nate Ryan is on deck with all of your tweets. It's Let Me Say This Time when we come back on Motor Mouse. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. And let me say this. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. I uh, I have to say, it's been a while since I've heard you actually say the words, let me say this, Kyle. Well, let me say this to you right now, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> he said it on the call this morning. I said it. Yeah. He did. Let me say this. I, totally say, I say it all the time, man. Yeah. Right, or, or it's been a long time since I've heard sorry. Yeah. <laughs> caller, so. yeah sorry. Sorry. Caller. In fact, I think I've heard Roger Pinsky say, let me say this. Oh, yes, he that. does. Yes, he does. It's uh, catching on. I people. said greetings to Nate earlier. We'll say greetings again. Um, by the way, the, the caller a moment ago asked about the coronavirus at the track. I mentioned NASCAR has some some plans in place. So, you yeah, dive more I, into that? I can just tell you, I, I checked with Na- uh, NASCAR officials. I checked with IMSA officials and both said that they're monitoring the coronavirus, of course, for potential impact on races. And we could have a statement maybe the next couple of days from NASCAR yeah. about it. All right, cool. Well, we have uh, been hearing from you over in the other office that uh, in the hall. it has been yeah. it's been very busy on yeah. social media. Yes. Hashtag let, let me us say know, this. People. We've got some right. discussion going on. Uh, we'll start with Beverly Leve, who has been a NASCAR fan for over 50 years. So we appreciate that, Beverly. And she says she's never been so glad she knows nothing about the mechanics of a race car because there's been so <laughs> much lug nut discussion the last 24 hours. Uh. What, do you, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I can appreciate the passion and, you know, when, when things change, fans yeah. kind of react this way. Charlotte Motor Speedway is extremely happy. Their mascot has never got this much. Um, <laughs> Their mascot's name is Lugnut. Can you say no? He's, <laughs> he's a single Lugnut, too. He's yeah. a single Lugnut. Yeah. Way ahead of his time. Way, way ahead of his time. That's awesome. All right. I don't know. All right. We're already, already off the rails. Hashtag let me say this uh, from Tim Barbo. Uh, does Alex Bowman winning out winning put some more pressure on Willie B to get to victory lane hmm. for the first time? I think it takes pressure off. I think yeah. that the fact that the really? equipment can win is going to help the young driver. Look, William Byron is a long-standing driver at Hendrick and is going to be – Jeff Gordon didn't win his rookie year. He turned out pretty good. So yep. I think that, um, you know, of course they'd like for William Byron to get to victory lane, but Kyle, I think that because he's an owner like yep. Mr. Hendrick, he'll be patient, let the kid kind of find his own path. And, and look, I think we lose sight sometimes that William Byron – or that Alex Bowman ran a couple of years here – before yeah, he got point, to his place. Right. So they're in two totally right. different places from a driver's perspective. 
Uh, hashtag, let me say this, this is for you, Stevie, from Pam Ellis, who's from Maine, wants to know, with one lug net next year, will teams try to take one can of gas for track position and have more pit stops? I will say this, that the time it takes to change tires directly affects how much fuel, when they pit, if they short pit. Um, I don't know how much sooner it's going to be, but, you know, we see every day, Larry Mack tells us they're going to break the stage up in half. Well, that's not only for tires, it's because you don't have enough time to put fuel in the car. If the pit stops get shorter, then the strategies will change. All right. Finally, all of our hashtag, let me say this, tweets today seem to be about Chip Ganassi. We'll just run through a few of them here. Uh, Dr. Garrett uh, says it's less risky for sprint car racing than Larson does. He's rolling on the floor laughing. Chip needs to chill. Mishy says she would have liked this video better if it was Kyle crashing into the back of Tenny. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> ugly, but I had a few of those. And at uh, Victor Schmickta says that she has to admit she laughed at this video even after her husband said it wasn't funny, but Ganassi has changed his mind and that her husband wasn't as fired up as Kyle Petty. <laughs> winking face emoji. There's your winking face emoji. Listen, Kyle is fired yeah. up. You tell, tell my you. Man, you tell my man Chip Ganassi, who probably spends, I don't know, $80, $100 million a year on racing to chill, <laughs> I don't even, I got no response to that. Uh, by the way, Nate, what's uh, happening on NBCSports.com this yes. week? All right, got a couple of stories, a few stories up there today. Uh, lug nuts, uh, how the single lug nut Ooh. will affect pit crew's uh, salary structure. Talk. This man over here, oh, Steve yeah. Tart, gave yeah. me an idea that's for a, a story fact. about that. Uh, I mean, Dust- I didn't do the writing. I just talked to the man. <laughs> oh, I, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a fact. I, d- okay. I just write down what Steve says. Um, we've got Dustin Long, the Chip Ganassi, uh, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin post, and we have the Kyle Petty charity ride announcing its 26th anniversary yes. route. 26th Please anniversary. share the ride yeah, with we're, us. We're, we're going to do something totally different. Um, my wife, Morgan, has been working hard on this. We're leaving Phoenix, going to Lake Havasu, Lake Havasu Flagstaff. Flagstaff, Bryce Canyon. You're going to spend a free day in Bryce Canyon uh, so we can just travel over that part of, of Utah awesome. and stuff and then go over to Monument Valley. You ever been to Monument Valley? Incredible place. Canyon's incredible incredible place. Uh, then back to Sedona and then back to Phoenix. So it's we're just making a loop out there. It's something we've never done before. Brand new, something totally different. We're excited about it. So when? When? Be... I'm trying to put it on my calendar. May 2nd to May 8th. May 2nd, May 2nd to May 8th. Okay. And I think yes. folks may look at that and go, wait, it's just seven days. But last year, you guys had the epic last, tour. Last year, coast to 3,800 miles from <laughs> Seattle to Key Largo. So this year, we decided we would do something a little bit different. Um, and, and listen, it's just, you've got Herschel Walker. Uh, my dad's going to go this year. He's going to go the whole route because it's that's a little awesome. bit shorter right, route. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty cool. So excited about that. Uh, Donnie Allison goes with us. Harry Gant goes with us. And so many great people that raise funds for Victory Junction to send that's kids terrific. to camp. So that's what it's all about. And You're not going to get Rutledge you. on a bike, are you? No. Rutledge <laughs> side listen, listen, He'll do a sidecar. I, I made him ride in a sidecar one time. But no, I, listen, if I, if I get Rutledge in a sidecar, I don't know if you ever saw the, um, the Mayberry um, episode where Andy and Barney had a sidecar. Yeah. Oh, and, boy. And Andy unhooked it and <laughs> oh drove boy. off and left Barney sitting there. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Kyle Petty Charity Ride, be if there. people want to learn more? Be there. Go to KylePettyCharityRide.com. Go to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over everywhere. Uh, you can find out. And as you see, that's our route. Uh, as we come through your town, we're going to be stopping for fuel in a couple of different places. So find out where we're going to stop and come out and say, hey, man. Good stuff, stuff, as always, my friend. Well, more of your calls next and a look ahead to the rest of the week here on NASCAR America when we come back on Motor Mouse. NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need.
Hey, Steve, it's a busy week here on NASCAR America, by the way. Busy this week. Day two in a row for you, Woo! isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 great yes, Monday yes. show, Love little it. Motor Mouse, big uh, Dale Jr. download. Check tomorrow. that out. Finch. James Finch. Oh, boy. Oh, that's got to be good. <laughs> so if you don't know that's who James Finch good. is, this will be a must-watch because he yes. is uh, a CTV. They must shot the CTV. show today, and all I can say is, oh, my. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. Splash and go with they this guy and Nate shoot- Ryan. They, they may still be <laughs> shooting <laughs> that show. <laughs> it's on the Motorsports uh, NBC YouTube channel, and it's another Motor Mouse on Thursday. Ricky Carmichael going to hang out with you. That's yes. pretty cool. Do a phoner with us, so we're excited about that. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Uh, let's jam in a couple of phone calls. We'll get to that. Uh, James in Myrtle Beach. How you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good, guys. How y'all doing? Good. We're doing me, good. Me, doing good. Let me say this. Kyle Petty, I agree with you 100%. Thank you. I You're my man. There you go. I think the drivers are getting, they're just way too freaking sensitive. What happened to the, the short tracks of, I'm going to the front, get out of my way. You know, I think we need to get back to the Dale Earnhardt, Tony Stewart, Rusty Wallace era and all where, like my dad said, I'm going to work to make money. I'm not going to work to make friends. There you Did go. You There's my man. I agree with you 100%. Thank you for calling today. I'm back James, uh, back up, man. James Payne from <laughs> That's my right. That's my cousin right there. Thank you very much. Let's go to Richard in Wisconsin. Richard, what's on your mind? Yeah, with the lug nut change, don't you think we're getting away from the roots of the word stock car racing? Our family, we ran Danbury, Connecticut. And uh, the day Kyle had uh, Jimmy Smith's helmet, I knew immediately that was Jimmy's helmet with the, with the bill and a flying horse on it. Mm. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think we're getting away. I think um, you got to have racing and stock. You can't buy a car today that I know of with a steel 15-inch wheel. They all come with 18-inch aluminum wheels. I think that's a good transition. I, I like yeah. everybody's yeah. opinion on it. I want to see the whole package. Yeah, that's I've exactly seen the wheels. Right. Show me yeah. the whole car. Yeah, show me the rest of the car. Yeah. Let's go to Riddick in Wisconsin. Riddick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good. What's good. on your mind? Do you think... Alex Bowman can win again this year. Think Alex yeah. Bowman can win again this year? Yes, I do. You do? I, I do think he can win again. Got a yes. place where maybe yeah. he can he, win? He one bad caution at Las Vegas from winning yeah. twice. That's yeah. right. Already. But Absolutely. Two in a row. That's exactly right. So, That's yes, a good point. Definitely so. Definitely Especially man. the way it seems he and Greg Ives are working, yeah. as your point uh, yeah. earlier certainly Thank you for calling, man. Thank case. you very yes, much. Yes, Riddick, thanks for calling Thank in, you. buddy. Uh, Wes in Indiana. Wes, how you doing today, bud? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, love the show. Kyle, I yep. think you're awesome. I just had uh, one quick question, a little bit off topic. Yep. Is uh, Who missed the memo to wear a blue shirt to the broadcast today? I guess that I, was me. That Nate, would have been him. Thank Nate you very much, man. the downstairs office has a Nate's blue, blue shirt on, too. Yeah. Nate's got a blue shirt on as well. So, hey, James Finch, Dell Jr. Download tomorrow. And don't miss Motor Mouse again on Thursday. We'll see you then. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.